Good morning, Judith. Good morning, Sonia. Welcome to the Coaches Cup podcast. I am Sonia Green from Sonia Green Coaching. And I am Judith Fender, one of the fabulous coaches at the No BS Weight Loss Program. And this morning, we are here to talk to you about kindness. My favorite thing. Yeah, you've even got on your appropriate shirt that says, be kind. (laughs) I did. Um, Yeah, uh, it's interesting doing this a little bit of research on kindness. What what came up? There was a point where like, you know, kindness can be wrong. What? Kindness can be wrong? And uh, anyway, so I questioned my shirt a few weeks ago. Really? Well, let's talk about being kind and what it is. And then we'll talk about how it can be wrong, but let's talk about what it is first. So kindness is, it's in the moment when you choose from a place of uh, vulnerability, courage, compassion, empathy, love, the decision that you make without holding on to the outcome for the simple sake of the pleasure that it can bring you. It is for the other person, but not needing validation from them or words from them or so it made me think about right so where this got into was all these random acts of kindness that you see or hear about and and there's an important word in there it's random right because when you're doing the random acts of kindness you are not holding on to the outcome you are like you know the kids like I still have a rock in my car that I found from a run I did one time where you know kids would paint words on rocks. So I have one that says dream and it has, you know, it's in the kids writing it's right there with the little gift that Bennett gave me <laughs> that little Lego person. Yep. Right. Because, I remember you, know, that. you know, when it's kind of like getting a gift from a kid, uh-huh. which in and of itself, I think from, from this little bit of research, it almost is, if we could think of kindness, like we all had it when we were kids, right? When we genuinely were sad, when someone else was sad, when we were happy, when someone else was happy, when we gave for the sake of giving, if it was a rock or a little toy that in those moments that it's as adults somewhere, we, we shifted and became protective of ourselves Mm -hmm. for whatever reasons, for our circumstances, the universe, our interpretation of what was going on in the world that we learned to behave differently. So if we could almost think of kindness today as unlearning, unconditioning ourselves from everything that we may have been practicing to prevent ourselves from being there. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I love that. I love it for, uh, there's a couple of things that you brought out that I want to come back to. Number one, it is something I think that you see in children. And I love that. I, I think about you know, Bennett, when he wanted to be Santa at Christmas. And some of you may have seen on my Instagram, I don't know, but, but he's eight and he decided he wanted to be Santa at Christmas because to him, giving out gifts was just the coolest thing. And Mm -hmm. seeing him, we took him to my, to my grandmother's assisted living complex. And he went to a couple other places as well, but he couldn't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. And never mind the joy that all of those people who came in contact with him, it was really, he was benefiting from that. And I think, I think you're right. I think there is something about kindness 
removed from what the other person gets. It's kind of like forgiveness. You know, we talked Mm -hmm. about forgiveness Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing. It's really for the person who's giving it, Mm -hmm. even though the benefit can be bigger. Right. And that is, that is where, you know, it's been the expansion, right? It's, it's living in that, that knowing that that impact is ongoing, that you may just interact with someone in the grocery store in a pond, right? There you go. The ripples that it it, it expands with, you know, letting go of the outcome that 1% when you impact someone that 1% goes on forever and you, and just never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the other thing that I like that you said about it, well, it's not that I like this, but I think it's very true is that there is something that happens in us where we do get protective of mm-hmm. our emotion. Re- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our, our emotions. Well, uh, I'll tell you, I was listening to, to something and they were talking about how, you know, Darwin's whole idea of survival of the fittest, mm-hmm. we get this idea that it's not kindness that moves the world forward. It's aggression and being mm-hmm. the strongest. And, but actually Darwin also in his research and in that same book, talks about how the cultures that he came upon that were empathetic and that worked together communities that worked together and had a sense of kindness those uh, yeah those communities lasted longer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so I think you know we do tend to get protective of it as we become older and are hardened yeah. <laughs> the yeah. tendency, right? The tendency. It is the tendency. When we're not self-developing or or being curious about right. things or open to the process. And I think I, I came across maybe part of that article where it, it went on to explain about the furthering to the point that we were just talking about the expansion of kindness in community, right? And the benefits, regardless of if we took that practice of empathy in the community of the caveman, if we, if we carried that forward, how it would impact the world. Yeah. And absolutely. The kinship. And something else that, that I was looking at talks about how many times the thing as an adult, other than us getting harder, I think is stress often gets in the way of kindness maybe I wrote that down because that hits me. So dead center. Mm -hmm. I know when I'm stressed, I'm much shorter in the way I respond to people Mm -hmm. in the way I, you know, it's like, can't you see, I've got a million things to do. I don't have time to deal with your problem. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't say that, but that's the way I feel sometimes. And it's that stress that I let get in the way it it's easier to protect myself. Interesting because also, and no, don't think, don't think I don't understand. Like, no, no, I know. I'm like, I get it. It's a common thing. We're we're all humans here. And that in of itself is the kindness. Yes. Is that understanding is being kind to yourself in those moments when you are stressed and others come to, to make requests of you. And that's where it can dip into people pleasing, Mm -hmm. um, when you are sacrificing yourself 
for others from a place of really not wanting to, or knowing it didn't serve you. Yeah. I, yeah, I'll, I'll give you an example. I was really proud of myself. Maybe this is getting away from, from the idea of kindness, but I do think it's, it's something that I learned because it's the opposite of people pleasing. So in December, to give you all who didn't know, just kind of a, a background. My mm. father had several surgeries. I was taking him back and forth to the hospital and to the emergency room, to the doctor, because he had a staph infection in his eye and that caused him to need more surgeries. And in the midst of that, we had a tornado outbreak that took down some our barns at our farm and damaged equipment. And so I had all of that going on and the end of the semester. And so I, one of the classes I taught was a senior seminar. And after I turned in grades, like I was at <laughs> pretty much the end of my road. <laughs> I was under a lot of stress. And at the end of the semester, after I turned in grades, I had several students who wanted to meet with me to talk about their papers that they had written for the class and talk about what they could do with them, which is a, an absolutely normal request. I, you know, normally I would have made the time, even though I was officially on break at that point, I would have made the time to do it, but I recognized nice. Yeah. That if I did that at that point, it would be coming from a place of people pleasing. It would not be coming from a healthy space for me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I wrote back the class and I told them, listen, I am more than happy to give you feedback on your papers, but right now I need some time. Mm. And I will be happy the first of the semester to meet with you to schedule a meeting. We'll talk all about your papers and what you can do with them, where you can go with them. But now I have to just have some radio silence. Well, yeah, that's a, I think that's a beautiful. Well, and it was kind, not only to me, but it was kind to them because if I had met with them in the headspace I was in, right. It wouldn't have been as productive for them either. And I mean, the, the full scope of that is too, is you were also modeling good boundaries Yes, for them, uh, demonstrating a healthy space. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, it's funny how proud I felt of myself for doing that. You know, I, I was almost giddy that I had recognized that and took a moment to create that space for myself. And that was kindness. I think, like I said, for me and for them. So I hadn't really thought about that until you said it that way. Mm -hmm. It is like, it's because it was, you know, in the moments in that space, you made a loving, vulnerable, courageous decision. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because in people pleasing, what's that driving force? So many times it's, Mm -hmm. will they like me if I don't do this? Yeah. What What, what, will they think? What will they think? Needing that validation that from the outside. Yeah. And so when we can drop that need for validation, when we can understand that this is not the thing that's going to push us forward, (laughs) then I think then we can, we can differentiate between that and people pleasing a little. Right. And, And like, even like that in that moment, like thinking like that could propel you under 
had yeah. you said, yes, it would have put the stress factor, the more under mm-hmm. and you would have, you know, how you could have shown up. Yeah. Oh, not, nothing not in a good space. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. the way I would want to, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. in a way that would make me proud later. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So why do we even need to be talking about kindness today? Because the other thing you mentioned as you were talking about this was self-development and people who self-develop, they're probably already kind people, right? (laughs) Well, they are, but here's the big thing, right? Like we talk about being kind to others, but again, I want to mirror that back, like how that was kind for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so many people who are self-developed, we see it in our clients. I see it in myself is that having that space of kindness for ourselves, you know, that first question, is it kind? Is it helpful? Is it needed? Yes. Right. And, and asking yourself in those moments. So knowing that it's a practice that it involves, it's a skill set. It's not just one thing that it is many things that we get to practice. <laughs> Did I answer your question? No, you absolutely did. And I I think another, I'll take this in in a different direction, because when I was thinking about why it's important, there have always, there's always been plenty of unkindness in the world, of course. But I think in our social media culture, in our media culture in general, what sells, what gets clicks and likes is drama. It's not simple kindness. Yeah. And so I think sometimes it's nice to just be able to to look at something that's not going to light up our brains. It's just going to be that simple kindness of the moment. I I am getting ready to go off the rails on the news. (laughs) I can tell you where to (laughs) talk. Like, holy, (laughs) y'all, buckle up. (laughs) I've got to express an opinion here. One, I don't watch the news anymore. It may be once a month. I mean, there, you know, maybe, but it is 28 and 28 minutes and 30 seconds of shit about how bad the world is. And they spend 45 seconds on a one feel good story at the very end, 45 seconds to get us to feel good. And I would love nothing more, right? Because dirty laundry sales, just like you said. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, I don't think it's any channel specific, honestly. Yeah. yeah, No, but, but really, I mean, I think it's media in general and, and here's another aside, um, media companies are, are mostly owned by the same conglomerates. If you track them up, There, there are only about six corporations that run the entire world and the media companies are owned by the same people. So, right. Yeah. (laughs) To the point, like where, where I was actually going with this 30 minute news segment is, you know, if we think of that's our brain, right. If we're, if we're geared towards negativity, that negative bias, and we're going to be, you know, if our self-talk is 95% negative and we're not, you know, just knowing that that's what we're dealing with is 30 minutes of hardcore news like that. And we're spending 45 seconds on being kind to ourselves and how to balance that out and get to that space of being in in kinship, right? That kindness is rooted in connection. That is like genuine connection, genuine connection. The it's, it's a hardwired in us. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, you know, we've talked about neuroplasticity before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And, but you mentioned that we're hardwired for kindness. We are hardwired for kindness. I think that is represented when what you were talking about seeing children who have this innate gift for kindness, but we become what we practice. And that also works into our kindness practice. We talk about that all the time. You have to practice a skill, you know, you don't just have it. Mm -hmm. And, and that works with kindness too. If we're, if we're feeding on a diet of yeah whatever it is, you know, whether it's caused by the media, whether it's caused by our stress and work life and, you know, whatever we're focusing on and practicing, that's what we're going to groove into our brains. Right. And to another metaphor for that is like, who among us hasn't belonged to like a gold gym or planet fitness? Yeah. You know, when you go to the gym, And until, you know, all those, you know, they've got 500 pieces of equipment in there and each one is so muscle specific, right. Yeah. But you know how to use three machines when you go into that place, which ones are you going to use those three, those three, you know, so it's just, it's just getting learning to develop that it kindness is learning to use all 500 pieces of the equipment, maybe not all at once but that it is a skill set to practice and build that muscle, each muscle independently and having that, those tools to call upon in the moments to be kind. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. What are some other ways that you see us building a kindness practice? One of the things that, that I know that you also practice is that sense of intentionality, right? In fact, it's funny to me that they call random acts of kindness random because they aren't often random at all. They're very intentional. Intentional. It may be random who receives. For the receiver, yeah. Yes, it's random for the receiver, but for the actual giver of the kindness, it's very intentional. Right. Well, I was listening to Andrew Huberman and he was talking about someone posed a question to him about kindness. and you know, like, why do we do it? And he said, it's for the love, Mm -hmm. right? That's why when we do the things over and over, like doing the random acts of kindness for others, it's for the joy and love that it brings ourselves for thinking, just thinking about someone, some kid sat there and painted on all these little rocks. Yeah. Knowing that it would bring joy to the recipients, but not knowing who but not knowing who exactly. And it was me. (laughs) And I still, when I think about that, it gives me joy that someone else had joy Mm -hmm. in their heart, love in their heart for wanting to make my day. One of the definitions that I read of kindness, you're, you're usually our definition person, but I came across this and I wrote it down was just love in action. Mm, Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought that is simple. It's to the point and it's really, it's very true. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had a, that the definition in Arabic of human translates into forget, like literally translates into forget. And that related to the unlearning of being a human, right? If we unlearn our human tendencies, if we forget those human tendencies and go back to that childlike state. Mm-hmm that we, if we forget that stuff that we learn that. That I think that has a lot to do with those of us who practice self-development. 
How much time do we spend trying to rewire our brains to forget all of the stuff that we've put on in our adulthood? And as we're growing up, we're trying to unlearn. So I think that's beautiful. I think that's perfect. Yeah. When we're doing this self-development, we go back to those places when we were a kid and we remember the moments yes. that someone was mean to us or someone said something to yes. us or first protected ourselves or like and being in middle school and being fearful and anxiety and Mm -hmm. thoughts about our size and thoughts about what other people are thinking about us and all of that BS started. Yeah. Go back to before the BS. (laughs) Yeah. When it was just kindness. When it was just, yeah. And sharing. (sighs) Okay. So I have also here, I have in my notes that kindness is adapting to the unfamiliar unfamiliar environment that when we are adapting that kindness is an adaptive an adaptability school right interesting you have to you in the moment you're deciding Mm -hmm. and adapting to with your 500 tool sets which tool is this gonna what's gonna what's gonna be kind for me yeah in this moment Yeah. I mean that, and that goes back to that whole idea where people want to pick up on Darwin's survival of the fittest, but really it's those cultures that figured out a way to work together with other cultures to work within a system of empathy and kindness that lasted. Mm. And so I think, I think that that probably connects to that adaptive practice. And it's interesting. You said that I I came across Simon Shinnick, Shinnick. It was a TEDx talk and he was talking about in the workplace, how it was, it it was specific to empathy and trust and leadership and the skill set that you're looking for. And he talks about how Navy SEALs, like the team of Navy SEALs, how they're going to pick a leader. So like, apparently like I might, I might be butchering this y'all, but hang with me. It's something like, you know, they're the elite of the elite, the Navy SEALs. Mm -hmm. And they, when they pick a leader, they ask two questions. Would I want this person? Would I trust this person with my wife? (laughs) Would I trust this person with, with my life or with my wife? Well, my wife, (laughs) (laughs) not my life, my wife. (laughs) I wasn't expecting. That one. I know, right? And then I think it was my money with my bank account. And so what this synthesized down to, they had this graph or this, I don't even know what you call these things in math. Like it looks like an L and then they had these quadrants. And so mm-hmm. would you want someone that's empathetic and trusting? And that's what it boiled down to. You don't want someone who is, what were you talking about? Assertive and aggressive yes. and has no empathy or no trust skill and like this thing. So it boiled down to, they would settle for, settle, air quote, empathy and trust in the leader. Yeah. Which makes perfect sense. Right. Because- and I was actually, yeah. Oh, sorry. And I was coaching yeah. one of my clients. She had, she had been to a retreat and she was talking about the leader that she had and how he was, she had lots of thoughts and I, I don't know that they're right or wrong, but these were her thoughts mm-hmm. that he was very competitive, very physical. And he put, put them into teams and had them competing against each other. You know, we're talking about, I think she's, there were three females mm-hmm. and the rest were males and they're out there on the beach doing these competitive things and, you know, thinking like how empathetic, how trusting of a leader is this? 
and down. And it was all about him, but where am I going with this? Yeah. No, I have, (laughs) we, we do a lot of research and technical writing. This may surprise you on, on teams, writing teams. Okay. And male, female Mm -hmm. collaboration and how that works. And so I, I spend a lot of time on that in class. And and those are stereotypes, granted. Right. But he had no empathy yes. for considering the physical skill set or how someone else is going to feel out there on the beach in fitted clothes, considering mm-hmm. body size, how this impacts when you're one of three females amongst men competing tug of war, volleyball and running and other BS things that have nothing to do with the business. Yeah. So, so how could kindness play into that? Well, it, it would, you would need to pull out one of your, several of your tools from the, I'm going to call it an umbrella of kindness, right? Mm-hmm. Is it loving? Is it kind? Would, you know, dropping perspective into what your team, what would they be experiencing? Yeah. How is this fair? What are mm-hmm. they really learning here? What are, what is it? What are we really doing in this moment as we're competing against each other when we're all a team. Yeah. No, I love that because is it building trust? Absolutely not. Is it building empathy? No, no, it's not. That may not be helpful. I'm kind of taking this out of the coaching context because it may not be helpful to to go through all the things that he's doing. Oh, Oh, it's just for her, but it, it does help, especially if you are in a leadership role, you know, a lot of the women I coach are in some kind of leadership mm-hmm, role. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if it is a man's world where you work and it is mm-hmm. for, for many of us, then you may just have learned from somewhere in your past, from our culture, that the way to work in that world is being competitive. It's not thinking about kindness. Right. That's that Darwin, right? We think it's the assertive when in yes. fact, it's the Navy SEALs one where we're going to take the empathetic, trusting soul. That's what I love. I mean, what's more macho than a Navy SEAL? Right. And yet they're going to boil it down to empathy and trust. So talk about how empathy and kindness work together, because we've thrown both of those words around several times, but I don't think we've really tied it together. When we think of, I think of empathy, empathy is your ability to stand in the rain with someone, right? Yeah. You know, sympathy would be, here's an umbrella. Mm -hmm. Apathy would be like, it's raining, (laughs) but empathy would be like, yeah, and I'm right here with you. It's raining and I'll stand in the rain with you. I love that. And I'll tell you why, because several of the things that I read about empathy was talking about, you know, our tendency sometimes can, in fact, we even use this empathy is walking in somebody's shoes, being Mm -hmm. able to walk in their shoes, but that's really not the best place to be. You don't want to be in their shoes Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. then you can't offer them space. You want to be beside them. Right. I'm right here with you. Yeah. And it's raining, but it's not my struggle. It's yours, right. but I'm going to be here to support you. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I love I that love too. That. When I think about trust, I think of, and I, I would like to find my Brene Brown book real quickly um, because it is actually trust. <gasps> yes. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute. Oh, wait, here's mine. Yeah, I was so, sad that she, we're, we're talking about Atlas of the heart folks. This is mm. unintentionally turning into a 
and right. ad for Brene Brown's newest book. I was a little sad that kindness wasn't one of the words that she right uh, well, forefronted. She talked so about my word compassion. of the year. My word of the year. I have driven from her definition of self-trust, which is the acronym braving. And so it's interesting as we're talking about this and I haven't put these, this was not part of my deep studying on this, but when you're thinking about a, a leader and you're looking for someone you can trust, the trust is built on those small doable actions that, you know, that you yes. can count on someone for. So in, in her book, Atlas of the Heart, Brene Brown, the definition that she comes up with from Charles Feltman is trust as choosing to risk making something you value vulnerable to another person's actions. And so from that, she goes on to talk about self-trust. Again, this is my, my, I'm using self-trust and the acronym of braving. So self-trust is normally the first casualty of failure or mistakes. We stop trusting mm-hmm. ourselves when we hurt others, get hurt, feel shame or question our worth. So the acronym braving is the B. Did I respect my own boundaries? Was I clear about what's okay and what's not okay? R, was I reliable? Did I do what I said I was going to do? A, did I hold myself accountable? V, did I respect the vault and share appropriately? And I love that so much. I used to work out with a, um, a really good friend and she had a, a fitness room in her basement and there were three of us and we called it the vault. Like what we, when we were in there working out, what, what we talked about stayed in the vault. And that's exactly I what that. I think of, you know, it's sealed yeah. in I only share, you know, what it was shared in a sacred space. Mm-hmm. And we never talked about it outside these walls. And if we did, it was with the, with the most respect and very carefully cultivated. I, did I act from integrity? I think that's, you know, that just falls right into again, like this is braving is the umbrella for, for many things like kindness. Yeah. Um, in, did I ask for what I needed? Was I non-judgmental about needing help? And for me personally, that might be, if I, if I had a weakness, asking for help is probably where my work lies. And G was I generous toward myself? And so that acronym, I mean, it could even call that braving could be kindness. Absolutely. I, I, every, all that. Yeah. So it's, it's about time for us to wrap up. Yeah. But what is one thing that we can leave that you would want to leave with our listeners about kindness to help them incorporate more intentionally kindness into their lives? Mm, I I guess I would go with being kind to yourself first, asking yourself, because when we cultivate, and it's actually, no, that's wrong. That's not wrong. But when we are in a stressful state, the act of being kind to others can actually help pull us from the state. Now I understand what you were talking about in that moment. Like you, it was a decision, but where in your life are, are you, could you be struggling? And if, when you get that perspective and step outside of yourself mm-hmm. and show up in the moments in the grocery store, in the car, car line, in relationships, just where, where in the world can you be in service with not holding on to any result just for the sake of the joy that the possibility it could painting a rock yes (laughs) with us a dream and a sunshine on it Mm -hmm. the word dream where could you put a rock for someone to find that they could find joy and love and feel great in the rest of their day i've been carrying around for three years now 
Yeah. Well, and, and to be fair, one of the reasons that I said no to their request was because I realized in that moment, yes. if I had said yes, it would have been people pleasing. It would not have been being kind to anyone. And you were also like, there is stress. And like, then there's stress. You yeah. were in like, I'm going to go, we were deep stress. It, it was, it was an unusual situation. It it really was. There were a lot of compounding things, but I think, I think you're right. Taking a moment to just be able to clear out all of that stress and see through it and realize what is kind in this moment. And you, you referenced John Acuff's three questions. Is it, (laughs) is it kind? Is it, is it helpful? Is it true? Yes. Yes. I think he starts with, is it true? Is it helpful? And is it kind is the last one. But those are such good questions for us to ask on a daily basis and making our decisions. And maybe that's what I'll leave people with. Part of our intentionality, again, is taking the pause, taking the time to question what our intentions are in the moment. Is it helpful? Is it true? And is it kind? And if it's not kind, then let's, let's make a different decision. There you go. Yeah. All right. If you are looking for, yeah, be kind. (laughs) I'm pointing to my shirt (laughs) y'all. Which says be kind across the, across the front. So if you are looking for coaching, you can certainly find me at soniagreencoaching.com. And I love to coach on empowerment issues for women and Judith. Yeah. If you would like to work with me, I primarily work with women who are looking to lose weight and up-level their life along the way. You can find me, um, if you Google Corinne Crabtree, no BS 411, you're going to come across the free paid. If you're not already an OBS woman, you will find um, the website where you can take Corinne's free course. And it's just amazing. She puts it all out there and you can find me on Instagram. And that is just Judy. Yes. Just Judy. That's it on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> not my email address. My email J- address is very close to that. <laughs> J-U-S-T-J-U-D-I-E. Thank you so much. Yeah. And well, I'm doing this because I always forget to put my Instagram handle on there, but it's at Sonia, S-O-N-Y-A underscore green coaching. Mm -hmm. So we would love to, to work with you and help you on your journey. If you are a regular listener of the coaches cup podcast, we have an extra mug laying around that we found that we'd love for you to have. So here's the way to get that extra mug this week. If you will. Yeah. Are you getting excited? I'm excited. Yeah. If, if you will share our podcast Mm. on Instagram with your friends, then you can, and you can tag just Judy and Sonia green coaching. Then we will get in touch with you and we will send you a mug of your very own as we have. Let's just talk about the random act of kindness here. (laughs) 
you share, be kind and share just for the sake of sharing the podcast. No, well, there's an outcome there, right? The yeah, there is an ability outcome. of getting a cup. Chances are you're not going to get a cup, but you're going to willing to stick it out there anyway. There's yeah, just we, one. <laughs> we do, we do appreciate our listeners so much. And so uh, we'd love for you to, to win that mug. We've got one mug rattling around. So do that and, and we'll see you next week. All right. Bye y'all.